and welcome to the North Decatur Presbyterian Church Sermon Series. We're a PCUSA congregation in Decatur, Georgia. If you'd like to find out more about us, go to ndpc.org or just come by and visit. Here's this week's sermon. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the human one must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And then the women remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The gospel for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to get to the empty tomb, but not for a minute. First, I want to ask you this morning, what are you made of? No, I'm not your PE instructor from junior high interrogating you. What are you made of? I want to ask you this morning. Literally, what are you made of? Oxygen, mostly. Right? We're all made up of oxygen, a little bit of carbon thrown in. We're basically water and air and some proteins. That is what we are made of. And this universe that we share together this morning, what's it made of? Atoms and more atoms this earth is made of. But as you get out beyond the earth a little ways, it gets a little bit more complicated. They say that about 5% of the universe is atoms, is this stuff, and the rest of it is, is dark matter and dark energy. That's what the universe is made of. That's it, right? Am I right? That's all there is to reality. Just some atoms and some mystery thrown in. A couple of years ago, I was walking down the sidewalk in New York City on East 41st Street, 
near the Central Public Library. Now, if you go there, you'll see embedded in the sidewalk beneath your feet these marvelous bronze plaques. It's actually a little dangerous, this art installation. This is not exactly a serene place where you can afford to walk with your head down for too long. But if you do take a second and look at the plaques, you'll see that each one has a quote from one of the world's great authors. One plaque in particular changed my life. It says the universe is made of stories, not of atoms. Now, I don't want to get sideways of the scientific method this morning. In this church, we know that evolution is surely for real and that climate change is surely for real. Our universe is absolutely made of atoms and some mystery thrown in. And yet, there's something remarkable, something remarkably true about this statement from Muriel Rukeyser. The universe is made up of stories, and you are made up of stories, too. It may not be obvious if you look at your skin and you look at yourself in the mirror, but it's true. I mean, you spend an inordinate amount of time in your life in stories, in childhood books, in movies and television shows, especially in your own daydreams. There's always a story around you in the air, in your head, and in your heart. Stories, stories become us. We read The Runaway Bunny as a child. Anyone read The Runaway Bunny? Right? That story tells you that no matter how far away you go, there's someone who loves you who will come after you. And I remember growing up with Star Wars, and Star Wars tells a lot of different kinds of stories, but it says that the greatest struggle of all is the struggle between good and evil, but that struggle is not just out there, Star Wars says, but in here too. And Game of Thrones, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, so I have no idea what it tells you, but, <laughs> but maybe some of you will tell me afterward. Stories, right? Stories are all around us. We, we consume them and they become us. They tell us who we are as a people and as a nation. Stories will tell you the arc of your life. will say it has a beginning and a middle and an end. Even you, the you that is so uniquely and preciously you, you are a story about yourself that you tell. You hear what I'm saying? Stories are as much us as our genes. We need stories for lots of reasons, but one of which is that things fall apart. Entropy happens, right? Uh, we, need, we need stories because when we screw things up, or when something precious in our life breaks, or when a treasure is consumed by fire, when we say something cruel to someone that we love and can't pull it back, when relationships rupture, when our bodies are full of sickness, when things fall apart, we fall apart with them. We come undone and, and we lose ourselves unless there is a story, a story that we can tell about this world of loss uh, other than just it happens. If we have a story uh, inside of us that does not deny loss or, or blithely pretend that it does not matter or does not hurt, if there is a story that we can tell 
over and over again in the good moments and the bad moments that will bear the truth of loss, but a story that after telling of those things would have at least one more word to say. All right, let's talk about the empty tomb. The way Luke tells it, the way Luke tells this story, this lovely man, Jesus, was killed on Friday. Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy man, hastily puts Jesus' body into a tomb, and a stone is pushed across the entrance. Jesus' most courageous and faithful disciples, who all happen to be women, are watching what happens. They watch where the tomb is, and then they go home, and they prepare burial spices. For how could you give anything less than a proper burial for Jesus, for this person whose words and being were so wise, so true, so full of love, so the women out of love go and get everything ready, and then Sabbath comes Friday night and Saturday. And at the earliest moment of dawn on Sunday, the women wake up and gather all that they had prepared and they carry it to the place in the hill where the tomb was. And as they walk, they have no idea how they are going to get the massive stone away from the mouth of the tomb. And when they get there, the stone is already pushed back. The tomb is open and they went in. And dear Jesus' body is not there The tomb is empty. And this this reality to them is an awful puzzle or a cruel joke. And then suddenly, two messengers scare them out of their wits. They say to these women, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember. Remember what he told you while he was still in Galilee. The human one must be handed over to sinners, be crucified, and rise again on the third day. Don't you remember? I don't know who these guys are. You might call them angels. You might call them the voice of the deep conscience. God's deep, calling out to our deep. But the particular words that they say have always intrigued me and tickled me. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Well, the answer, you stupid angels, is that when something breaks, it stays broken. When something is burned, it stays as ash. When someone dies, they stay in the tomb. We're looking for our dead friend, angels. That's why we're here. The angels seem to know this answer. Yes, they seem to say, yes, we are aware of that story. It is one story about the universe that broken things will stay broken. Dead friends stay dead. That it's all about matter and laws of physics. That is one story. And there is another. And don't you remember what it says? Don't you remember? 
Don't you remember how Jesus sat at a table with you and, and broke a loaf of bread and poured out a cup and gave his life to you? Don't you remember how his touch healed human bodies and, and, and gave sight to those who could not see? Don't you remember how he welcomed children around him and, and, and ate with people who had been cast out? Don't you remember the stories that he told about, about the lost who were found, about the good Samaritan and the unlikely act of mercy? Don't you remember the mustard seed and how it grows? Don't you remember how he fed all those people and calmed the storm? Don't you remember how he taught you to pray? Don't you remember that he confounded the haughty and gave hope to the humble? Don't you remember how he told you to lose your life to find it? Don't you remember how when you were most afraid, he said, don't be afraid? There's never been anyone like him. Don't you remember? Don't you remember? How the elders Anna and Simeon rejoiced over him in the temple saying, I have seen the salvation of the Lord. Don't you remember that Elizabeth's child leaped for joy in her womb when she saw Mary pregnant? Don't you remember Mary, how she said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God for God has remembered God's promise of mercy. Don't you remember the whole of the story, how the story is always spilling out from its container, defying expectations, changing what we think and know is real? Don't you remember how when hope was flickering, the prophets saw the desert in bloom? They saw justice coming down like waters. They saw life even in the valley of the dry bones. Don't you remember when the world seemed lost and chaotic that the wisdom of God was coursing through the world ever since its creation? Every day the heavens proclaim the glory of God and the firmament tells the story of God's handiwork. Don't you remember when we fell into slavery and cried out that God heard our cries and with a mighty hand parted the waters of the sea and delivered us into freedom? Don't you remember, no matter how often we walk away from God, that God never walks away from us? Don't you remember that when you did not exist, God took a handful of dirt and blew the breath of life inside it and you lived. Don't you remember that when there was nothing but chaos, the spirit blew over the face of the water and God spoke and made all of this and called it good? Don't you remember? The angels asked the women, don't you remember? He told you he would rise. Luke says that the women remembered. Which is to say, they remembered their own story. And in that moment, their story remembered them. With that story in their minds and in their hearts, coursing through their blood and deep in their bones, with that story inside them, with that story making them, what else could they do but go and tell? Even if at first it sounded like an idle tale. The universe 
this one is made not of atoms, but of stories. Stories that get told and retold over and over again. And we tell them at the best of times, and we tell them at the worst of times, and we remember them, and they even remember us. They put us back together. And the best of all stories, that God's love for us is at the heart of all creation, that story belongs to you. Friends, Remember, remember, the tomb is empty, Christ is risen.